You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I think I, I think I would appreciate it more now than I did uh, back when I was young. That and winning the MVP early in my career, I think I, I just kind of thought that's just what you did. You went out there, played football, coach for Coach Reed, and you win the MVP and you win Super Bowls. But uh, but uh, now I see with the grind and, and being in there every single day and then not succeeding and not winning the Super Bowl, um, I think if I, if I had the chance to, to go out there and win another one, I think I'll appreciate it even more. Oh, so I guess BK just left us by ourselves again, huh? You know what? I, You know, I, I, I love Brandon Kylie, But, you know, Brandon likes to talk trash towards me as if, like, I miss – like I had the best <laughs> vacation package at Arrowhead Pride. I mean, two to one. He he is going more than any of us. Any I mean, us. I think it's. I feel like it's pretty even. You know, I don't I take don't. time during the football season. Um, you, know, you guys do. You guys kind of come and go as you please. That's not, that's not true. You. I, I work yeah. around the clock during yeah, the you, Yeah, you. We just happen to not record when you when you take <laughs> off. Like that's. It, that's pretty much what it is. No, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with you at all. Damn it! All right, uh, I, he is. Uh, he is. He yeah, just. I think. It's even. I, no, I think. I think he. I think he is the clear leader in the clubhouse. I think he is at least two ahead of me, and he just misses. I, I mean, I, I just. I, I, I don't know about. Well, this. I don't. Man. I don't mind it. I, I. I don't mind it, but I don't mind it when he tries <laughs> to point it out to me. Like, hey, take your time. We got a lot yeah, of time. You take it. Fine. But then he points it out on me. And I'm hey, like, hold we, on. Now that's a lie. We don't pressure any of our employees here at Arrowhead Pride to not take time off. You need time off? Take some time off. It's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll still keep the ship afloat in your absence. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's out of here. Uh, he's uh, he's he's uh, he's not going to be with us, but that's all right. BK will be back next week, I think. Uh, so, uh, well, we can... um, well, that's actually, it's a good time to mention that we will actually be off next week. It's the chiefs bye week after this week's matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. This is the first so, I'm hearing with it. This is the gonna, first I'm hearing about this. We're going to take a, a little break next week. There's still going to be plenty of content for you guys on the Arrowhead pride podcast network. We're not going to wow. leave you hanging for an entire week during the NFL season. But some of our regularly scheduled shows are going to get a breather and get ready for the second half of the season. The Chiefs take a, oh. take a break. We need a break. And everybody's getting some time off. But there will be a ton of stuff up next week anyways. Probably a lot of it with just me. So you're going to hear from me a lot next week. Boy, I mean, I'm telling you, that's going to really tick some people off. There are some people <laughs> who need their show and PK fix on Friday mornings uh, or Saturdays or Sundays, whenever you listen to it. And that's going to tick people off. This is the first I'm hearing of it, guys. Um, I'll Sorry. take the – it is. Prove it. I'll take the time. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the time, I guess. But um, this was not on me, folks. 
so so BK's off next week. You're off next week. Take time. Chill. Go out of town. Do whatever you want to do. So BK, yeah, BK's off again. So BK gets two weeks off. So that's what I'm saying. He's he's completely ahead of us. All right. I I, I will say this. I picked the Chiefs to win last week, and and I feel like they should have. I feel like they f that game over a bit and 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 should have won that game. But I don't know how you feel, Serta. I don't know how you feel, Chiefs America. But um, well, I'm gonna stick with that. I like that. I don't know how you feel about that, Chiefs America. <laughs> but I I feel much better about the Chiefs after that game for a couple of reasons. One, I I, I don't want to go any further. Serta, I, I I I cannot believe the performance by that defense. I I, I just I can't believe it. I re, I know I made my uh my prediction last week, but I will say post making that prediction um we found out we were going to have people being called up from the practice squad to play cornerback in a game versus uh Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and then that actually had to happen in the second half when somebody went out and I saw uh the Caprio middle I was gonna say Epidio to 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 Bardo uh come in and play in slot corner against Stefan Diggs in the third or fourth quarter and I was like what in the what in the hell is going on? So I mean, you know, I, I I'm thinking when we did when we taped, I'm thinking, boy, they're gonna have they're gonna have the uh they're gonna have McDuffie back in this game. All right, maybe Rashad Finn's not gonna be in, but that's gonna be a plus. Maybe and I'm thinking we got you get you got this thing held away. And nope, they had I mean the amount of guys they had out, no Willie Gay, no corners, right? I mean that performance was was fantastic and that I, I couldn't believe it. I know I know Spags got some heat about you know how he handled things and leaving Joshua Williams alone and, and things of that nature. But man, he called a hell of a game uh in my opinion and I just I am I am I was shocked by its performance and I am very very encouraged because we know they got some dudes that didn't play in that game that the next time they play the Bills, hopefully they will play, uh, including I think their second-best defensive player in Willie Gay who returns this week. But that's just one. That defensive performance came out of nowhere to me. I didn't know that that was that that they had that in them, as well as they had played this year. This year With everybody out, I was shocked by that sort of – I don't know. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you saw that coming. I, I did not see that coming from the defense. No, I'm – I don't think that I was surprised by it um, because I, I think that the, this defense really? has been a lot better than they've gotten credit for. And, you know, they're, you mentioned it. They're missing a lot of people. They're still figuring a lot of things out. And there's a lot of turnover there. There's a lot of young players there that they're still trying to figure out how we can get these guys involved in the defense, how we can make sure they're where they need to be and how they can fill this role. But, I think that Spags has been great this season. And I know there was a lot of debate this week, and I think a lot of it is just overreactionary, Chiefs lost, and the sky's falling. But I f- think it's unbelievable if you didn't come out of that game impressed with the defensive performance. I understand they lost the football game. They gave up the game-winning touchdown. But as I mentioned going into that game, like I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL. Now coming out of that game, I'm like, 
Well, the Chiefs are right there with them. And I thought the gap was a little bit wider than that going into the game. And this defense is going to get better. And so, I, again, I think it's unbelievable the, the people who weren't impressed with the Chiefs defensive performance because the personnel that they were short on. And I, I think that Spags did call a good game plan. And the people criticizing Spags over the blitzing and stuff like that. That's his bag. Like that's that's what he does. Well, that, so that's what he, he it had to be his bag. And yeah, I and, and to be you honest, can die with that when your defensive line doesn't consistently get pressure, and they were struggling to put pressure on Josh Allen. And I bet you, I bet you, he wishes he could call a blitz, have that one back on the final play. I bet you, he wishes he could have, he would have sent pressure instead of what he did. Listen, I I hear what you're saying that you've been impressed by this this defense, and I have too. But what walked out there on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, which is thought to be the most powerful offense in, in the game, is not the defense that we've been impressed and been watching. Like That's not what, what walked out there. Oh, Josh Williams wasn't getting time, right? Like, you know, like they, they weren't able to use Snead the way that they really want to use him. They weren't able to, you know, the, the Willie Gay's not there. You know, they, I mean, they had, I mean, God bless his soul. Uh, Leo Chanel played way too damn much in that game, right? And you could, you could do. I, I mean, I saw Justin Reed go down for a play. I said, oh God, who the hell's coming in next? You know, it's just so. My my thing is, I hear what you're saying, but that's not the that's not the the impressive defense that we've been seeing thus far. That's why I was impressed. Yeah, well, and I just don't think that you should come out of that, out of that game being discouraged in any way by how the Kansas City Chiefs played. Like, you want to talk to me about the offense, we can have that conversation. And and uh, I do think there's something there where there's still a lot of room for improvement on that side of the ball. But you have to come out of this game being really impressed with what they did and what Spags was able to do with the personnel that they had on the field because – it wasn't good, and it, it almost made me change my prediction. I was already picking the Bills to win this football game, but I was like, man, that secondary against these guys? Would I prefer Spags oh. didn't put those guys in one-on-one coverage with Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs? Yeah, but he yes, had to mix it up. He but had he to didn't mix have a choice. Like he, did, you know, he didn't have a choice. Like Joshua Williams struggled in the preseason, and he struggled so far in his NFL career. But he's done enough to make you think like this guy could be a contributing player later on down the line. You've gotten more than you ever could have hoped to out of Jalen Watson. So it's I in no way came away discouraged from that performance. You just hung with the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. And the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion, now are the second best team in the NFL. And the gap can still close between them and the Bills. See, there's something, there's something that you said there in that whole thing, sir, to, and, and it turned me on. It turned sports-wise. It turned me on in a big sports way. Sports horny? Oh, sports frisky, everything, you, you, anything you got. <laughs> All right. I mean, I had a Trojan in my hand, but I let it go. All right. It, 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 you yeah, had okay. me. You a little had, graphic here on this podcast. Yeah, man, it's family. I just said Trojan. It's uh, hey, you know, hey, hey now, hey now. Sorry, right. you don't get me sports excited like that. No, I won't. But you said something there, sort of where you said you think Buffalo's the best team, and I do too. Right now, I don't think you can dispute it. Uh, at least in the, let's say in the AFC. I don't want to disrespect uh, the people in in Philadelphia and Jersey, but in the AFC, without a, without a doubt, right now you got to say Buffalo is the best team. But I think the key word is right now, today, today, 
in mid-October, mid to late October, after six weeks of the NFL season, the Buffalo Bills are the best team. But uh, but but watching that game and watching and understanding how the teams are, when you look at all of the contenders, and I would even say this in the league, but especially in the AFC, I don't think there is a team more equipped to have improvement and to take a bigger step from like week six going into week seven as we are right now for two months from now, eight weeks from now, 10 weeks from now when the season ends. I don't think there is another team that has the ability that's a contender to take the biggest leap as the Chiefs because as we talked about it just now on the defensive side, they got guys out and they got young guys that are going to be contributors. McDuffie, their first round pick, who I think already is probably their best corner, who you would have loved. You feel like in your heart in 10 weeks, like maybe he don't stop both of them with Davis and Diggs, but you think maybe he gets one of them. You think maybe on third and 13, he's in much better position to maybe knock the ball down and stop that play on the one yard line to, to continue that drive, which Gabe Davis made. Like you feel like that's a guy that's only played a game. There's going to be growth for him in 10 weeks. Willie Gay, who is starting to come into his own. Hell, he is still very, very young. There is going to be growth there. What's my man's name who's filled in for him? Harris. There, I mean, you found something Harris, right Harris. now. Yeah, you you yeah, you're not going to be seeing. Leo Chanel on the field as the third back. Like he's going to be the third backer. He's a guy. We just saw growth in four weeks from him. Justin Reed just got here. Understanding this, there's going to be growth there with him within the system. I think there's a move out there to be made to be had to help this defense, especially up front. There is growth there. And offensively, coming into the game, they had them, they led the, the, the NFL in points per game. And we know that offense isn't a finished product. Hey, sir, you, you, you'd be hard-pressed not to believe in 10 weeks that the parts of this offense, understanding their roles, the new parts, what they have to do, that this offense, which came into the game leading the league in scoring, isn't going to be better. Is it going to look better? Is it going to be stagnant at, at times as they are? You feel like there's going to be major growth with Patrick Mahomes and the rest of these these guys in these in these roles and new players they have sky more in 10 weeks you feel like there's going to be a difference there uh, I, I think with with juju smith schuster in 10 weeks playing in this system there's going to be a difference there like this there is no team the bills they're the best team right now but the bills that we see right now they're going to be a problem to get out but they're not there's not a lot change there maybe Tredarius White White when he comes back adds a tick but you know what they are Baltimore I know what they are there's not going to be a big major change in those teams of growth of what they could the Chiefs can look completely differently offensively and defensively in 10 weeks in a way the other contenders can't that's why I come away from this feeling really 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 good about where the Chiefs are no team can take the leap like they can Woo! <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, after that, that, I don't really have anything to add to that. I feel, I, feel, I mean, I'm not. And, and listen, <laughs> you know, I, you know, there's no, that's not a homer 
situation in my heart. I'm just I'm just being honest when you look at it. They're the best team right now. But I don't I mean I it, it's hard for me to just sit there and say, yeah, they're the best team right now. But they're the growth of the Chiefs, I mean they're 24-20 man and they got people all over the place. Their offense at times looks confused and in shambles in a way that you believe Andy, Eric, Pat and Trap and these guys aren't going to to get it together. So I I am I'm really I'm really intrigued. And also, by the way, I did want to touch this. This week we've seen that the Chiefs cleared up some cap space, some money uh, by restructuring Travis Kelsey's uh, his contract, giving him uh, signing bonus money, and they've cleared up over $3 million that they can use now. And I think a lot of people saw that a lot, and I'm sure you, as, as I know your affinity for wide receivers, saw that and thought, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham. And, yes, Odell Beckham will get you excited. uh, That'll be another talking point. And he's a good football player, you know, you know, hoping that he's healthy, that he is really completely healthy from this ACL. But I don't know about you, Serta. I would hope they're opening up that cap space to try to get a pass rusher. Because I've talked about, you heard me say a lot of things about growth in a lot of places. Hey, boss, I don't know I don't know what kind of growth they're going to be doing up front in rushing the pass. Because it's Chris Jones, and if Chris Jones doesn't get home, good luck. Nobody else is – like, nobody else is doing it. They got to move him around to try to get him – they got to trip Josh Allen to get him down. Like, I mean, they've got to do a whole bunch of things. That is the one space. And I hope they're clearing up. And there's some names out there. Uh, that that you know you wonder can make it work from guys like Robert Quinn who we talked about last year at 18 sacks, Brian Burns. It looks like a fire sale sale could be happening in in Carolina with the Panthers. Uh, there's some pass rushers uh, that to me, sir, I hope is what they're opening up money for because I don't think Odell and receiver is actually as much of a need for them, especially when we think about where they could be in ten weeks. So. For once, I'm not in on the wide receiver acquisition. Oh my god! God. (laughs) For like the first time ever, I am not about it. Listen, I like Odell Beckham. I mean, folks, if you don't Uh, know, this is a guy who tried to make Corey Coleman, who was done, and everyone knew was done. He tried to make that work. Oh, you 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 hung on to Josh Gordon (laughs) forever until he finally got to the Chiefs. I love wide receivers. It's my favorite position in the NFL. Um, I, I, I fall in love with these players and I want them to come to the chiefs because I want to see fun, good pass catchers play with Patrick Mahomes. So I talk myself into these guys every year. Sure and do. for the first time, I'm really not in on Odell Beckham. I listen. I think that Odell Beckham can still really play. And we saw that last year when he joined the Rams and went on to win a Super Bowl. But this is a guy who just tore his ACL in I was February. Say, he didn't join the Rams and, tearing his knee up. Yeah. And, and he's older. He's got a serious injury history now. Like this is a guy at the start of his career who was looking like he was going to be an all-time great wide receiver and then just injury after injury after injury after injury. And I just don't really see how it benefits the chiefs all that much because he's not going to be cheap. Like he, he's not going to be expensive, but he's not necessarily going to be a guy that I think would be like, just give me a veteran minimum and I'll come play for you. And I I just think that the chiefs have enough to get it done offensively as they continue to work through the season and get things figured out. 
I, I just don't think that Odell Beckham is the type of move that you need to make. Oh, Odell, signing Odell Beckham is like the move that the desperate team makes. Like the, the desperately need, like the Arizona Cardinals going and trading for Robbie Anderson. Like, like they're desperate right now because they can see the writing on the wall with Cliff Kingsbury and their general manager. I don't think Odell Beckham is a Kansas city chiefs move this season, despite the reports that they're seriously interested in it. If they bring him in, that'd be cool, but I'm not, I'm not personally interested in Odell Beckham. I totally agree with you. Pass rush is where you have to go because right now it is a problem. I think that George looks like he's going to be a really good player for the Kansas city chiefs over the next mm -hmm. several years. But he's he still developing. He's still developing. He's still figuring out how to be that guy this season for them. And right now it's, Chris Jones brings pressure and looks like a game wrecker or nothing else happens. And Spags has to start dialing up blitzes. So yeah, if it's Robert Quinn who is older and his contract is expensive, I'd still be interested in him because I think he's got a lot more left in the tank than what he's shown this season in Chicago. Yeah. I think, he's, in Chicago. Burns, I think he's good. Yeah. Brian Burns is the, is the guy that I would be most interested in, but he's going to cost the most. He's a, a young player on his rookie deal still he's still got to play a next season on his fifth year option but you could negotiate a long-term deal with him in the offseason if you trade for him he's just going to cost a lot more draft capital and brian burns i think is a star he's an underrated star pass rusher who doesn't like he's get a guy he's a guy that make you look at this defense like hey yeah like a, like like, like some of the other defensive lines in the afc west like you add like, brian burns and i'm like okay the chiefs are the Chiefs are loaded now because Brian Burns is that good. Like he is a star pass rusher, but doesn't get the hype. Some of these other guys do because he plays for the Carolina Panthers and he's just going to be really expensive to get. Another guy I'd be seriously interested in is Washington defensive tackle Duran Payne. He's not an edge rusher, but he is a talented interior pass rusher and you put him inside with Chris Jones. He's on expiring contract this year. So he might be the most cost effective for a team that's garbage and that isn't going to go anywhere. If you could convince the, the Washington front office to start offloading uh, guys for draft picks, which they should do. I, I don't know if they're smart enough to do that. But Deron Payne's a guy that I would t be seriously interested in if I were the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if it's going to happen, but those are the three guys I, I would seriously take a look at. And I would add any of those guys in a heartbeat over Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean, you wish that you could have taken in Melvin Gordon and and kept him in, and you were. And I think the thought is you're hoping Carlos Dunlop was that guy. I don't know, man. It is just week six. Maybe he it is six weeks in. Rather, maybe he he turns it on. But it, it, that doesn't look like the level of production you're getting. Like Melvin Gordon changed the defense at times last year. I don't know that that you had that. They've got to do something. They're clearing space. I hope it's for that and not and not a, a, a wide receiver. Parlay, my office. Five minutes. We'll like play the same game at the same time. The Arrowhead Pride Same Game Parlay with Pete Sweeney presented by DraftKings. Welcome back into another Arrowhead Pride same game parlay as presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, the Chiefs are taking on the San Francisco 49ers at 325 p.m. Arrowhead time. Here's what we have for our four-leg parlay in the game. Patrick Mahomes over 299 yards. We're going to choose one of those touchdowns 
to go to Jody Fortson. On the other side, the talented player Debo Samuel will expect him to have at least 70 yards, and the Chiefs win this game by at least three points. So Patrick Mahomes, at least 300 yards, a touchdown to Jody Fortson. Debo Samuel has at least 70 yards, and the Chiefs win by three. They cover the spread in San Francisco. It's the Arrowhead Pride same-game parlay ride with Arrowhead Pride. Uh, Pete's going bold there. The Jody Fortson anytime touchdown. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't I don't believe know. I can't believe he actually went for it. What an incredible he said, thing. I am on board. I am on board, Sween. He made Arrowhead a time zone. <laughs> also, which is uh I mean, he does that all the time. That's a, that's how they do. The Jody Fortson is. touchdown feels risky, totally. but I think it's a good week actually for a Jody Fortson anytime. Uh with the attention that this 49ers defense is going to have on Travis Kelsey. Good pick. I love those. I love those, Pete. They get in the red zone. You know, they liked it. They like going to Jody. Jody, my Jody. Just two touchdowns this year. Number Jody, three coming my Jody. Jody, my Jody. There you go. They like going to him. So, all right. Thanks, uh, Pete, uh, for your uh, for your words of encouragement, I guess. All right. We do, uh, we do this every week um, when the Chiefs have the ball. And look, I know there are going to be some people who don't want to hear this, and I'm sure this is going to be clipped as a video, and I don't care. Now, there are going to be some who, oh, shut up, Joe, what are you talking about? Listen, when the Chiefs get the ball, and this is something that I would like to see improved moving forward, they've got to find a way to get McCole Hardman more involved. I know some people don't want to hear this. Long John out pass. <laughs> I just dramatic. <laughs> it was. I don't want you to keep it dramatic. It's McCole Hardman. I, I, and, and listen, he caught three balls, a touchdown last week for over 40 yards on four targets. And I'm sorry, man, that's that's not good enough. And I don't know who it, who it has to be. All right, Pat and, and, and McCole had to get on the same page and, and, and Andy and Eric, whoever it is. I know that, that McCole has to – to be on this got to earn his trust type of deal. Well, and then we need to bury that because this year McCole Hardman has played well. Look, he ain't going to be perfect and he's not Tyreek. Okay. Now you people over there who are, who are putting out the video of the one target that he didn't catch on the sideline uh, that, that I think he probably could have caught, but okay. Listen, like I said, he's not going to make every catch, right? He's not going to be Tyreek, but is it too much to think like you try to get, what the what the Ravens and what the Cardinals are trying to get out of Hollywood Brown, right? Like uh, Hollywood Brown has had productive seasons and down the field and gotten balls and gotten touches. I think that's how it's got to be because when you look at this group and the thing that gets complained about, and I think sometimes it's valid, is that the Chiefs wide receivers don't get a level of separation that that they need to get. Well, the person in the wide receiving group that we see week after week consistently that gets the best and the most separation is McCole Hardman. And I know by God, you and BK have tried to drag Sky Moore, drag him to the forefront. And That's now the Pat, wide receiver on the team. You, you still do that. And there is nothing, not a thing, not a thing that proves that. <laughs> not, not one piece of evidence. Right, uh, Pat's throwing interceptions to him at the end of the game for the, for balls he had no business throwing, but nobody's creating more separation than him. You saw it the first drive. 
I said, oh, they they can't cover him one-on-one. He, he's getting big-time separation, easy throws for Patrick Mahomes. And on the first drive, bam, these are big plays, first down plays, 20-plus yard plays. And you're like, oh, this is something they're going to look at again. He got four targets for the game. And he caught a tough ball for a touchdown, uh, you know, in the end zone where he took a hit and caught a ball where, frankly, I, I don't know that I was confident that McColl would be able to catch in the past. He has earned this year the right to be trusted and targeted more. And to be honest, for this team, it's what they need to do. Nobody, like Juju, God bless his soul, he made a big play and bounced off people. But Juju is not creating the level of separation that he is. He's been in, in him and Pat, and I've said this on this podcast, something's off on them down the field, and I'm sure 100% of the time it's McColl. 100%. We'll just, <laughs> you know, even though there was one time he was butt naked against the Bucks, streaking down the middle of the field, but he didn't make himself, he didn't have a neon sign up loud enough for, for him to go, so he threw it to Justin Watson. But whatever it is, They've got to feature him more because he is getting separation and they are missing out on big plays. And I know some people don't want to hear it. And I know people want to go with MVS and Sky more. But right now, he's got to get more than four targets a game. I don't really know what else myself and Brandon Kylie can do on this podcast to give McCall Hardman credit. We've already done it multiple times this season. McCall is having a fine year. Like he, he is making plays and he does look better this season than he has in the past. He's, he's having a good year for a player that is in a contract season. He needs to step up. Well, I still think the answer is sky Moore. give him more play and let him get involved and make plays. And I think he is the most talented wide receiver on the roster. If they're not going to do that, the answer is McCall Hardman because Juju's fine. Like, we know exactly who Juju is. Yes, he had over 100 yards last week. He had the long touchdown. That was a fluke play where he broke a tackle and and was able to spring free. Like, that's not going to happen every week. And Juju is just a possession-wide receiver. He's a chain mover. We know exactly who Juju Smith-Schuster is now, that he is that guy. He's kind of like Dwayne Bow. Like, he is not a streaker. He's not going to run down the field. He's a chain mover. And he's good and, to have. Yes. And he's good to have, right? He's and, good to and, have. Yeah, yeah. He's he's reliable. He doesn't drop a lot of passes. Like he he's gonna run the route the way that he it needs to be run. Like he, he's gonna be in the spot where you need him to be. MVS should be losing playing time. Like MVS, I know he had a solid game a couple of weeks ago. He's just looks exactly like the guy who was in Green Bay. Like well, he's he, not consistent. And, he's not going to be and, consistent. And he's not, well, and, but he's he's not even doing that because at least in Green Bay, he was just, you know, every couple of games, MVS, 60-yard touchdown. And, you know, three, four games go by, MVS, 70-yard touchdown. He's not even doing that for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's wildly inconsistent. So I would like to see McColl get more, more work in the offense, more looks, though. I, I just don't know if the trust is there with Patrick Mahomes, as we've seen multiple times this season. Well, he's got to get over that, man. Sky Moore get involved uh, more in the offense, because I do think that Sky Moore is talented and should get more opportunities sooner rather than later. I, I just don't understand why we're still trotting MVS out there, getting 60 70% of the snaps every week, when he might be the worst starting wide receiver on the team. I Listen, I don't, I don't have a 
problem with Sky Moore getting more action. They've, they've been doing it. He has been getting more action. But, I mean, I, 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 I legit ask you this, and you've been somebody who's been, I think, very, very hard on McCole Hardman. Some fair, some just not. And BK's in another stratosphere, <laughs> right? BK, and I'll pull I'll pull the He's carpet fine. back. McCole is a fine player. I'll, He's a fine I'll pull the carpet back. B, BK uh, – he uh, he actually was critical of the way he caught the touchdown pass <laughs> and literally responded in a tweet. Sky Moore would have caught it cleaner. And I mean, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, so so BK's in Is another another true. place. No, I I don't I didn't see any bobble, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he's in a different place. Like he he hopes he doesn't do well. I'm I'm convinced of that. But you weren't sitting there watching that game thinking, man, they're where where. Where's McColl at? And I know it's hard for you, but I, I but like that first drive, drive you literally text. Yeah. You text the first drive. Ooh, it's McColl's McColl's day, McColl's drive. And it's like, how like how is that? And we don't go, we don't go with adventure that again. Right. And and like I'm thinking to myself, like two plays that jump out. And 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 I just I'm not saying to do it all the time, but just we talk, we know about the long play Juju got his touchdown, but there was another play where Juju on a on a uh, RPO caught a ball coming across. That was another big play for him, but he got tackled. You know, it if that if that's McColl on that play, that's to the house. That, I don't know if you know the play that I'm talking about. If that's McColl open field, and granted, if he catches it, if that's McColl open field. That that's going to the house, bad heel and everything. And I'm just saying he should get some of those opportunities. Now I know I want to be fair, and I left one out. They tried to throw a wide receiver screen that uh that 077 did a horrific job uh cut blocking that just that he just jumped up and knocked down. So they tried in that fashion, but I just think like four targets, and even you want to add that one, five attempted targets. In this one with MVS with Sky Moore, like I will, Juju is the only person because I think he's more of a middle of the field safety valve. Is the only wide receiver. Obviously, we know Travis gets the most, but Juju is the only wide receiver yeah. right now that I think it's acceptable that we're getting more targets to than McCole Hart. And they're missing you know, and- out on big plays. MVS only had three targets last week. He had eight the week before, which was by far his best game where he had 90 receiving yards. I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think there should be a game the rest of the season where MVS out targets McCole Hardman. I do think McCole gives you more offensively and gives you more opportunities for the big plays, which is something that this offense has been missing. So Travis Kelsey should lead you in targets every week. McCole Hardman probably should be number two or Juju Smith-Schuster because he is that reliable yeah. safety valve. And then... Let's get Sky Moore more involved so he's ready to take over as the top wide receiver on the team by the playoffs. As we're talking about when the Chiefs get the ball. <laughs> God, man. When the Chiefs get the ball, I, I don't want to – I don't. we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I just would like to say this. Hey, guys, look, man, can, you, can we get a level of consistency in any way with the run game? Right? I, I, mean, you, I mean, you'll just have these horrific – like this last 60 yards – like, come on. I mean, it was just like, I listen, I, I'm not expecting you to come out and do what you did to Tampa. Although if you're capable of doing that against the best front seven, arguably in football, well, damn it, you should be able to be able to, to do that more often. But Lord have mercy, can there be some sort of a, a middle ground 
not 60 yards like you did Sunday against Buffalo? Is there a way we could we could jump up to 100? Can we consistently crack 100 yards rushing uh, for this team? I, I'm not, I, I just want to see some level of consistency from the run game because the, the way that it comes and goes is just you don't know what you're getting from the first from 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 game to game and just some level of consistency. That's all I ask. Yeah. Our guy, Ron Cop, lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride, did a great article this week about the Chiefs' fourth quarter offense and their struggles and and noted, and it had to do with the defensive struggles in the fourth quarter too, but noted that a lot of this has to do with the Chiefs not being able to control the clock in the fourth quarter with the run game. And so I agree. It's got to be more consistent. You got to find ways to utilize this offensive line where we know the tackles are a problem, but the interior of the offensive line is the best part of your offensive line. And we see the holes that this offensive line is opening up for these running backs when they're getting opportunities to make big plays. We just have to see more of it. We have to be more consistent with it. And the Chiefs need to try to to control the clock a little bit more. I know they've been going on longer drives, but let's just see it more consistently and stop using Jarek McKinnon in short yardage situations. Uh, That that is – that is the most annoying thing that happens on the field every week. <laughs> that is that is that is so annoying. He is hell bent, and I don't know who the he is. I'm sure with Chiefs fans, many of you, since it's bad, it's got to be Eric. Uh, but I don't I don't know who the he is. But they've got to stop that thing. So whoever it is is hell bent on Jarek McKinnon scoring and being successful in short yardage, even though he continues to show he's not. I will, I will, I'll put it on Andy and Eric, though. I think what I've noticed now, and I'm sure many people here have as well, they are, they are really predictable in their run game. Like, especially they're, they're in gun so much. Like, they, they're running, like, it, it's not hard to diagnose what the Chiefs are doing. And their run game doesn't have a lot of sense of creativity. And to be honest, when you look at what happened, to the to the 49ers last week and granted they had some guys out a lot of guys out like the Falcons which is the complete opposite of the Chiefs the Falcons their run game is like the Niners run game it's not predictable you don't know what it's what what it's going to be you don't know if Mariota they had backup backs running backs in there uh so I I, I would I would that's something that I would challenge Andy and Eric and, and I guess Matt Nagy too uh, th- th- to look at what they're doing because they are so predictable out of gun with their with their uh, with their offensive run game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right. Um, we talked about the Chiefs when they get the ball. When the Niners get the ball, uh, to me, one of the big things that jumps out is I'm glad Willie Gay's back. Um, Willie Gay, I think, is this team's second best defensive player behind Chris Jones. And this defense has played pretty well without him. I think he is a, a difference maker and is becoming a difference maker. He looks like, to me, he is kind of rolling in this mold of, of Shaq Leonard and where he feels like he is, he was starting to get much more comfortable in the defense, um, and it's big time to have him back. I think he's he's more than just good. I think he's a playmaker. So this is, this is something. And in a game where they're going to have to tackle, they're going to have to tackle in the middle of the field too because that's where Jimmy likes to go. Debo Samuels at times lives there with screens and things like that. They're going to have to tackle the run game, and it's big to have Willie Gay, your best linebacker, and your second-best defensive player. So that that's something I'm really excited about. I think that – I don't know if he's the second-best defensive player, but he's one of the most important defensive players. Who is the, the second-best? Who, who is in the running with him? Who, who would you put over him? You said, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, I haven't thought about it. I guess maybe it is Willie Gay. Nick Bolton's up there for me. I think that he is really important for what the Chiefs do. And, well, I think he's I very think important. That, I just think I think Willie's just a little bit more. I think he does yeah, more. It's, it, it's going to be a huge boost to the defense, and we only got a small glimpse of it in the first two weeks of the season, but he looked really good. He was flying around all over the place. He is easily the most athletic linebacker on the team. And he is a, a necessary player to have for this particular game, too, because the Niners have guys all over the field that are monsters at picking up yards after the contact uh, after contact. And, and they like to get in the open field because those guys can just break tackles like crazy. And Willie Gates is going to be tasked with trying to guard some of these guys one on one. And we've seen that he's athletic enough to do it. Um I just think it's huge getting him back. And like we talked about earlier with the development of this defense, and we haven't even really seen their ceiling just yet. I think that Willie Gay is going to help them get to their true potential as the season goes on. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like, I like Willie. That That's one of the things I'm excited about because I think Willie's got a chance to make plays here as well. I mean, he's somebody like Jimmy's going to do something. Are we going to talk about Frank? Are we going to talk about how disappointing Frank Clark is on a week-to-week basis, or are we just going to let that slide? All right. If you, you listen, <laughs> that's your fault. That's you. <laughs> that's you. That is you and 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 you. Anybody else? BK, you too. You're only pointing at me. Nobody else is I'm in the pointing, video. I'm pointing, but I'm pointing at the – the other yous that are out there, the the theater of the mind yous that are out there, the people riding, who knows I'm a you. Yeah, I'm one. For you to be dis is that what you use? Let me let me let me hear that phrasing again. You said how are we gonna talk about how disappointing Frank is on a week to week basis? The term disappointed, sort of I know you said that, so you don't have to answer it. That's on you. Why the hell are you in a position to make yourself disappointed in Frank Clark? Why? I've sat here and I've tried to tell you they got to get rid of that. They got to move off of that. If you're going to depend on him to be somebody that needs to be dependable, then you're in trouble. I've been saying it. I've been saying it like they got to do something with the pastors. They got to find something. They've got to get an answer. He's not an answer. He's not dependable. He is worst, not washed worst he's done (laughs) he's finished and he just goes out there 
And I'm sorry, do I know the defensive calls? Do I know what they're doing out there all the time? No. But I'm telling you, nobody, and I mean nobody, has appeared to look like they're going rogue more than Frank Clark. He looks like they're, he's just doing things that he doesn't want to do. Whatever he wants to do, he looks like he's just – there. I can think of two plays in the game, and they were rather important plays. The first one, third down and 13 at the end of the half at the one. There was a simple T in stunt, tackle end stunt between him and Mike Dana. And, and Dana did his job, looped to the outside, and then Josh Allen tried to step that way, couldn't because Dana was out there, caught him off guard. And so the other part of the stunt, is supposed to be Frank looping to the inside. If you go back right now, I swear to God, Frank loops to the goal line, not <laughs> to continue to pass for us. I swear, he loops to the goal line and then turns himself into a spy for Josh Allen, but just, just standing there, jumping up and down like he's trying to knock a ball down. And I think to myself, now I don't know. But I don't think Spax put this in a role for a TN stunt for the end who is the better pass rusher <laughs> to back up to the goal line. Do not. Because as soon as if he steps to the side and Frank loops in like he's supposed to, that throw is so much more difficult. And because Frank didn't come, the guard just helped the center who, was, who would have been blocking Chris Jones one-on-one. So he helped him. And that amount of pressure in his face may have made that throw that already ended up in a dive by Gabe Davis incomplete, which could have been a huge play in the game where they're punting. And then the final play where the Bills score the touchdown. Frank, I swear to God, I don't know what it, the touchdown to Dawson Knox. I can't remember if it was second or third down. Frank took two hard steps and then just start doing things that appeared to be jumping jacks. And – I, and listen, I put the video out and I said to some people, I said, boy, this looks like what, what, what is, what is this pass rush? Frank calls it. And people are saying it's contained. It's contained. Listen, let me tell you something. Could it be contained? Sure. But when you look at everybody else that is rushing the passer as hard as they can, Chris Jones is being double team and rushing the passer, trying to knock it down. Carlos Dunlap, who's playing the same position he's playing on the other side of the field, the side of the field that Josh Allen tends to leak out to when he's when he's rolling out to his right. He was rushing the passer hard and staying in his lane. And whoever that was next to Chris Jones was rushing the passer. Frank, two hard steps, bam, jumping jacks, calisthenics, jumps back and forth, doing nothing. And then people try to push contain. Now, you can have contain and stay in your lane and still rush the passer. I got to believe his so-called best outside pass rusher, he didn't just send to stop and contain but tell Carlos Dunlap to just keep going. So, Frank, if he is disappointing you, that is on you, my friend, because Frank let it let it be known and showed you clear. I don't care how much kind of red meat or what kind of liquor he's not drinking anymore. He lost 108 pounds, and now he's the size <laughs> of a corner. And you think he's going to do more? No, that's on you if you let Frank disappoint you. 
It's I think it's the off season stuff. Maybe it's that he is the most entertaining press conference on the team. So I feel like he he's won some people over that way, but he's totally washed up. Uh, he's the re- he's the reason they have to trade for a defensive end right now. Like, you know, you can't be mad at Carlos Dunlap. You know who that dude is at this point. Frank's 29. But, he, but he's given it. He's given like an effort. Fifth. He's given an effort, though. He's pushing. He's pushing. Frank, I believe, is making decisions on his own. He's make, I think he I, I, he looks like he's going rogue when you look oh, at the other. I'm just saying he looks like he's going rogue. When you look at what the other guys are doing across, I'm sorry, I've never seen the tight end. Maybe, maybe Spags is changing the game with the TN stunt that loops to the goal line as a spy. I've never seen it, but whatever. We fell for it, and I apologize. I should have been the one right here saying, "Don't fall for it, don't fall for it," and I fell for it too. I apologize. Listen, I listen. I think that George Koloftis is limited. But I, I'd rather see him out there in a big moment rushing the passer because he's going to keep going and he might bull rush or somebody into like go watch Dawkins on that on that touchdown throw the left tackle go watch Dawkins like he he's the reason Dawkins didn't have to do anything he says oh you just going to stand there okay champ you got contained all right even though Josh Allen has shown you in the game multiple times he rolls to his right but whatever. Uh, I just, it is, it is, it, it, he is, I mean, he's a bum. He's a football bum. In terms of football, now I don't know what Frankie is as a person. I know his past. I don't know what he is as a person. But in terms of football, he's a bum. And I've talked about a bum too long. So, but he's an expensively paid bum that he's been forced us to talk about. So no faith in Frank putting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend? No, I'm not. I don't know. Is he going to get Trent Williams? Trent Williams can come out there with one leg. And he's going to, he's, <laughs> it does like seem like Trent Williams has a strong chance of playing on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. He's practiced. So I, no, I don't. I, I don't. Um, and I, and, and if I'm proven wrong, that's fine. But I ain't going to let a, the luck of the Irish get me. Like Frank is, I mean, Frank is just done, man. And, it, and, and the part about it is he doesn't give it effort. To me, he's not giving a big enough effort either. There's one thing you're you're done, but come on, man. There ain't no place. Somebody tried to say he played actually well. Get out of here. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, man. I got you know how many times I've gotten it? Frank played well. Get out of here, man. All right. The game that is sweeping the nation. Certified or imposter. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. All right, I, I want to get. I want to get your thoughts on on this, the certified or imposter point here. Specifically, Justin Reed. Justin Reed, in terms of replacing Tyron Matthew, in terms of replacing Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew, a guy who his last season wasn't nearly as good, but in his three years, he was a difference maker for this defense. In, in terms of replacing what you got from Tyron Matthew last year, is he certified or imposter? I'm going to say certified. And I don't want to say I've been disappointed in Justin Reed this season. Certainly not as disappointed as I've been in Frank Clark. But well, I, mean, I, I guess level. I was expecting a little bit more from him. But, I mean, if we're talking about – Justin Reed's play compared to Tyron Matthews play. 
Well, I, I mean, Tyron Matthew is looks like it, it, it's about time for him to hang it up this season. And so Justin Reed was the right decision in the Chiefs going out and letting Tyron Matthew walk and acquiring a, a newer, younger safety. And Justin Reed ha, has shown some nice things like he is a fantastic tackler. He's not necessarily the type of safety that's going to make these huge plays in coverage and is going to go one-on-one and be able to rotate all over the field the way that Tyron Matthew did for the Chiefs. Like He's not necessarily the same style of player, but they want to use Juan Thornhill a little bit more like that because he's faster and he's a better cover guy. So I think that he still fits into the Chiefs' defense, and I think that he's certified for what Spags is asking him to do, which is just be that tackling safety, be that guy that – you know, if the front line fails and a running back or a wide receiver gets into the middle of the field, just don't be the guy that gets run over and and the and the offensive player goes for a 60 yard touchdown or something like that. I think he's done a really good job of that so far this season. Yeah, um, right now and I right now I'm going to say imposter in, in terms of comparing to Tyra Matthew. Um, and I think. As I said earlier in the pod, I think he will improve and get better. I mean, this is a, com- a complete different system than he's run, um, especially what he ran last year in Houston, uh, you know, with, with Lovey Smith. Like, this is a different, you know, Tampa 2 all the time. This is a different system, so I think it will take him some time. Um, But, listen, even in the down year for Tyron Matthew. He just had – he had a hunch for making big plays. You know what I mean? There was a – he just had a a hunch there for making a big play. I can think about it. Even like I said, like, you know, against the Ravens, he gets a pick six. You know, he, he just – he's always – like, Tyron Matthews is going to be somebody that it loses it, loses it, but he always has an instinct to be around the ball when a big play is potentially to be made. And I, I, so I, I look at him and I'm like, what? Well, that's just the difference. That's just the difference. If, you know, I, I like, like I'm thinking to myself in that game Sunday, you know, does he, does he make a pick down the field? Does he do something to, to trick Josh Allen into something? He just has a knack for that has since he was at LSU has since he was in high school in new Orleans. That, that that's the difference. And, and I, I, I felt always that Justin didn't bring that. I thought Justin overall is probably a better tackler faster and younger, but there was something about a big play that an element of a yeah. big play that Tyron had even last year in his down year. And I, I think it goes back to Tyron at his best is was just simply one of the best cover safeties in the NFL. And Justin Reed's not that guy. So I, I think they have and he got matched roles, up on Dawson Knox at the end of the game there. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I think the biggest flaw in the Chiefs defense so far this season is they're not creating turnovers. They're not creating turnovers at all. Like it's it's a huge problem and they have to figure out how to change that because their defense, while they have been solid and they they've been pretty good so far this season, they aren't creating those game changing plays. They've only got five total turnovers on the season. That's 27th in the NFL. And they've only got one interception on the year, which is absolutely insane headed into week seven. Yeah. So uh, that, that's my thing is I, I think Justin Reed's going to be good. And I think he's going to, he's somebody else kind of the, the theme of the show. 
that in two months, in eight weeks, Justin Reed's going to be a much more comfortable player. And he's going to understand what Spags does. And we know Spags has a history of really bringing the best out of safeties. Right? You think about what he's had with Matthew, with Brian Dawkins. Uh, he's uh, he's done really well at that position. Uh, uh, Collins, when he was with New York, he's done really well at that position. So I think Justin will be better. But just right now, man, the element and the instincts of the big play potential that that part is lost right now compared to to Tyra Matthew. All right, predictions as we roll through um, 49ers, Chiefs. I think both these teams need this game. The Niners, um, you know, they're they're you know 500. They could fall below 500 at home, but they've got a lot of injuries. Luckily for them, the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks are in a similar boat, but. Uh, I think the Chiefs do get a win. I, I I think they do go out there and get a win. It is hard for me to ever believe that even with the defense the Niners have, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to to beat P- Patrick Mahomes in a game. Uh, and and I think they I think they've got a lot of injuries as well. I think the Chiefs get healthier. They should have a better defense than they've had, and I think they should have some confidence of what they did. With the Bills, they can hold the Bills to 24. Uh, you feel like they can they can do in um, the uh, the Niners. They can stop this run game. So I'll I'll go. I respect D'Amico Ryan's and his defense. They'll get some guys back. I think Nick Bosa will play, which could be a problem with 077. But I think the Chiefs. I'll I'll, I'll give them 20 27 21 27 21. I will say Jimmy G has actually played pretty well the last couple of weeks, even though they lost last week to the Atlanta Falcons. Like that, that some of it's on Jimmy, but it's not all on Jimmy. They've had so many injuries that this 49ers team, when they are totally healthy, they're one of the most talented teams in football. And I picked them for some, the season. Yeah. And they're going to get some of those guys back this week. And I do think it, it is going to be a tough game where both of these teams are coming off a loss and they both really want to win. It's on the road at San Francisco, which doesn't work in the Chiefs' favor. But ultimately, I do think the Chiefs are the better team, and I've got them winning 28-21 to 21 over the Niners. I am just a little worried about these 49ers pass catchers because the Chiefs' defensive tackling is still not great. It's still really bad at times. I don't understand why that's a Spags thing. I don't know if it's a personnel thing. They seem to struggle with tackling every single year. And this is the team that you cannot do that against because Debo Samuel, best yak wide receiver in the NFL. He's absolutely impossible to tackle George Kittle, who is finally getting healthy again and had like 80 yards last week as they kind of bring him along slow, really hard to tackle Brandon. Ayuk, another wide receiver who's really hard to tackle and you just can't miss tackles against this offense. So it's the main thing that I'm worried about, but ultimately I still think that the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes are just going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, both teams need this. The Chiefs need this too as, as well. I mean, them to be four and three into the bye week. That's, that is, even with this tough schedule and the way now we see how the league is, that that's to me is problematic. All right, BK, we'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk to all of you all in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, hopefully uh, the Chiefs get a W and uh, uh, get a nice little bye. We can get ready for the rest of the season. We are out.